Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, the Boys Club. Uh, the guys join us and we'll talk uh, from a guy's perspective. We asked the ladies uh, about kissing uh, earlier in the week. We're going to ask the guys from their perspective, is sex better with it? And um, how intimate do they feel kissing is? And reasons a guy will break up with uh, a person even if he's in love. What are some of the deal breakers for guys? And whatever you want to throw their way as well. That's coming up after 10.15. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always uh, email me your questions to laurie at drlaurie.com. My name is spelled L-A-U-R-I-E. All right, here's a question. My wife has herpes on the face. Am I lucky that I never got it or am I immune? So you can't really be immune to it unless you already have it in your system. So you're talking about somebody who has uh, cold sores. Um, you can have, a person can have cold sores and not transmit it. So when they've got a, a sore that's visible or they know that it's starting to come because a person who gets cold sores knows the feeling, the tingling feeling just before an eruption, uh, then you avoid kissing and obviously oral sex and things like that. And then your partner will not uh, get it. But it has, I, I don't believe it has anything to do with being immune to it. So you might, it might be in your system. Like if you tested for it, maybe you'd come out positive, but you just never have an outbreak. And that's certainly a possibility as well. Um, also wants to know, how does it relate to getting pregnant and getting HPV thing, whatever? So HPV and herpes are two separate things. You're talking about the human papillomavirus. That's, uh, that's more of the genital warts thing. Although herpes and HPV are transmitted through skin to skin contact. When it comes to pregnancy, there is, there could be potential complications with herpes. If you have an outbreak of genital herpes and you are <clears throat> pregnant and close to delivery, for example, you would have to be delivered by C-section. You don't because it could be transmitted to uh, the baby. So, if you do have herpes, you tell your obstetrician gynecologist about it so that you can take whatever precautions um, are necessary. Last night, we also had some questions about uh, bad smells, and we had, we had the bad breath doctor on, so we talked about bad breath, but there were also questions about body odors, and <clears throat> somebody wrote in, despite bad odor fetishes existing, so there was someone who wrote in asking about they like stinky feet, basically. So something that maybe m most of us would be uh, grossed out by or not terribly grossed out, but you know what I mean, turned off by. Some people uh, get turned on by them as well. Uh, so they say, let's face it, naturally the majority or norm are obviously repelled by bad smells, hence the booming business of deodorants, perfumes, and colognes. Very true, very true. And there was another question about uh, what what size penis is the ideal size, and somebody wrote in about a very small penis, and somebody suggested a strap-on. So just so you know, there are these uh, contraptions. They are like strap-ons, but they're cylinders that you, um, if you have a, a very small penis and you want to pretend to have a big one or your partner would like more 
filling up, let's just say, uh, you can put your penis in this cylinder, which then straps onto you for penetration. I'm not sure how much the ins- like how much you would feel it yourself, but it would be to give your partner uh, whatever uh, you know sensation they were looking for, basically. Hi, Dr. Lori. I'm 30 with uh, two kids. When we met, she would leg lock me around the waist to keep me deep inside. I always figured it was just to get pregnant, which we both wanted. She still wants me to fill her up. Um, She won't let me pull out. (laughs) So my question is, do women get stimulation from male ejaculate deep inside or is it just an acceptance to the man that she likes him so women can feel uh, sometimes when the when when there's let's say deep thrusting and ejaculation when the penis is deep inside uh, that that sensation could be very pleasurable because it's stimulating uh, the ejaculate is felt deep inside, stimulating the cervix, which also has ner- has nerve endings, which are also pleasurable. And so uh, some women really like that feeling, and, and this is probably why. So it has nothing to do with uh, trying to get pregnant or getting closer to, to that, because you could get pregnant even without deep penetration. Uh, so that kind of thing. Dr. Lori, do you mean like a go-go gadget penis? I'm not sure what a go-go gadget penis. Send me a pic. What do you? Uh, it, it is. It's not a gadget, but more of a, what we we would just call it a sex toy or a sexual aid or something, uh, something like that. <clears throat> All right. I'm 22 years old. My doctor told me I may need to be circumcised. I used to be able to pull back the skin of my penis and had no problems in the past, but now the skin won't pull back at all, even during an erection. Should I be worried about being circumcised at my age, and is there an alternative to my problem? So what's happening here, or what you're describing, is something called phimosis. It's a condition where you cannot retract the foreskin where it kind of fuses with uh, the the head of the penis and could make erections really, really um, uh, painful, actually. So uh, if, I mean, the, there's you could try some creams that your doctor could prescribe um, for the maybe less severe cases and to see if, if moisturizing that and keeping that will help. But otherwise, circumcision will be um, will be the only real option for you. So, I'm not, you know, it's it's a it's it's done. It's a, done in a doctor's office, I believe. I'm not actually. I'm not sure. I don't want to say that. I, I I'm not sure. It's de- definitely a day thing. Um, you will have you'll be uh, numbed, obviously, and then. <clears throat> the circumcision performed. So I think you should be talking to your doctor about any any worries that you have or any uh, any concerns. There are plenty of studies out there that have looked at, um, if you're worried, let's say, about uh, sensation, that have looked at uh, men who have been circumcised later in life and their level of satisfaction with sex, and it doesn't seem to have 
uh, a great impact. Uh, it doesn't change that. So another texter writes in, 22 years old. My friend just got circumcised. He is 46. Not a problem. Don't worry. And that's where the community, passion community comes in, right? Where we can uh, give each other some, some feedback and experiences, which I really like. Another male uh, question, again, medical, and I want to just put out, out there, I'm not a medical doctor, even though I have some of this information, uh, but if you uh, need some definitive uh, answers and are really concerned about something, please check with your medical doctor. Uh, somebody asked, is a vasectomy reversible? So vasectomies are not made to be reversible. The only thing I know is that the longer you wait to reverse it, the less likely it is to be successful. Offhand, I don't have the number, like the, the success rate, but early on, let's say with, I, I believe it's within the first five years, there's a greater chance of being able to reverse it. After that, the chances diminish. So if you want the exact numbers, I'm sure if you Google it, you will, uh, you will find that. Coming up shortly, uh, we're going to go live on Facebook. We're going to try it again tonight. The, on Monday night didn't seem to work for some reason, so maybe Facebook fixed whatever it was. Uh, we're going to go live with, uh, with our guys in studio, and we want to know, the ladies want to know, uh, from the guy's perspective, how important is kissing? Is sex better with it? The ladies had a lot to say about it on Monday night. Now I want to hear... Uh, from the guys. And what is the best time of day to have sex? I wonder if it's different for men and uh, women. My guess is it might be. And how do you keep the romance alive? A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. The Boys Club tonight on the program. We are talking about all kinds of stuff, although I just want to address one thing. Somebody just texted in, Dr. Lou, I'm surprised that you don't have any answers for many questions. I, I think I answer most questions. <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from, but anyhow. Um, we've got the guys in studio, and on Monday night when we had the ladies in, uh, one of the topics that came up was kissing, and the headline for this research was, is, is sex always better for couples when it involves uh, kissing and kissing was by far the most commonly reported uh, behavior in terms of uh, who is and isn't uh, kissing like 90% either kiss cuddle or massage at their last sexual encounter and then those people who, who didn't kiss was uh, many of them said they didn't like kissing or they um, they indicated that they did not kiss because it would feel too Intimate, but that was the under uh, the under thirty. So joining us, we have an under thirty. We have a, actually a twenty-something single guy. Michel Eid is here. He's an actor and entrepreneur, co-founder of Signe. We have Stephen Drulis, who is uh, forty-one, married, has two little uh, two little girls. He's the chef and owner of restaurant Vivaldi. And Costa Sakiris, who is forty-five, married. Two kids and also a restaurateur, uh, the owner of Otavio's in Ville Saint Laurent. How are you, gentlemen? Very well. How are you? Very good. So, who wants to start with kissing? How, how, how 
good is kissing? How important is kissing for you? And is sex better with kissing? Fantastic. I Kissing to me is the ultimate the ultimate thing to bring a relationship closer like uh, i have mentioned on the panel a few times we make it a point my wife and i to kiss each and every day and by kiss i don't just mean a peck on the lips right. i'm talking about passionate a, a, a kiss a little make out a little make out session mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. much as our daughters don't uh, <laughs> like seeing that get but a room <laughs> no not get a room they actually <laughs> tackle and stop us that's okay it's better that they see it it keeps a <laughs> relationship alive it keeps a relationship fresh mm-hmm. so i truly i'm a big proponent of kissing yeah, I am too, but I, I happen to think it's the best part. Absolutely. Kissing. Well, I, I don't yeah. know if about the okay, best part, well, but, you know, it's, 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 it's there. It's the one thing that's easy to do to keep a relationship close, even when you don't have time to make love. That's the thing. It's like with the busyness that goes around, sometimes couples forget that... E- even though they don't have time to, to get into bed and, and, and go, you know, full, the full on, uh, that this is, how long does it take to, to have a nice passionate kiss? Seconds? A minute? Like, it's really not a huge gesture or a big thing to remember to do every single day. And it keeps you connected. The connections, the, the, the exchange of information just through a kiss is incredible, I think, at least. Yeah. I agree. I mean, for me, when it comes to a crush or someone that I fancy, I don't, I don't really daydream. How about... old are you again? Someone you fancy? I don't know why. I, said I just didn't want to say crush again. Um, I don't really daydream about sex. I daydream about kissing. That's mm-hmm. what I picture. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to. I want to kiss them. More mm-hmm. passionate. I don't know. I, and I also, if if the kissing isn't good, we're not going any further. That's right. That's how I, I, I agree. Am. Kissing well, so, gives you the 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 um, the indicator of chemistry. I think for sure. Right? If it doesn't feel like anything, like you know, we're not the rest going anywhere else. Uh, yeah, so I was just about to agree with everything you guys just said. Exactly. I was gonna say, and for me, okay, I'm married now, but when I was dating, like that first kiss or that, I mean, that told the whole story almost. You know, mm-hmm. like like all the passion comes out in that kiss. You know, like. Uh, or lack of. I agree. Right? So yeah, yeah it's, I, I it's huge. I think especially in the in the dating, and I don't know how important it is for some of our listeners. I'd love to hear at five one four eight hundred. But I, I'll never forget this story of a friend of mine who was on a blind date, and she goes out first date. Eh, not really my type. You know, we all have our physical kind yeah. of types in our head. Not really my type, whatever. So she said, but I'll, you know, I'll give it a chance. Second date, he go, he kisses her, and she says she saw stars. Like, literally, it just, even though, you he know, intellectually, she wasn't, like, attracted. That kiss locked it in. And I have to say, I've heard this story from from several women where it was the something electrifying about that connection that kissing connection that uh that was well thank god my wife gave me a second chance after our first kiss (laughs) (laughs) why was that was horrific really horrific a bad first kiss (laughs) horrible not not bad (laughs) this was beyond bad Uh, there's a text that writes, there was a saying from a man about never kiss a prostitute. I think if a guy perceives a woman to be promiscuous, there could be a correlation. Then again, on Seinfeld, when Elaine dated the doctor, she got turned off from kissing because of the explanation of all the bacteria. The glossa. The The glossa. Yes, I remember that episode. I remember that episode. But, uh, again, so, um... 
I don't know. Do you think men and women see kissing differently? Do you, do you I think? think so. I think women put more importance on kissing than men do, which I I find uh, unfortunate for men. That is mm-hmm. because honestly, I I've developed more of uh, of a liking of the kissing mm-hmm. because of my wife because she puts she had put such an importance on it. So, um, and then you. Through obviously through years of being together, you see them. You see the importance. You see how important it is, and how much information you relate to one another through a kiss. Right. But I the do passion. think deep down they know. I do think men deep down know that it's great, but they're kind of trained to think that it's not cool to say that kissing is great. Oh really? Well, because think about it. Like okay, <laughs> like just picture a bunch of like men in a room, and uh-huh. it's like, oh, I really want to kiss that girl. People would be like, "What? That's that's what people. Well, that's what they think. Right. That's what they think their friends would say. Right. That's what I think. That's interesting. He's got uh, a point. You think so too? Yeah. I, I mean, I could think back to especially in our younger days. Uh, it, it's never. Oh, I really want to kiss her. Yeah, I want to do her. It'd be a little more vulgar. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. then you're. A, yeah. I don't know if I could swear. No, no you cannot. You I'm glad you asked, Michelle. <laughs> then you're a, a wimp. The wimp. That's the word I'm going to use. Okay. You mean, oh, if you like the sensual stuff. So it's like the sensual versus the sexual. The romantic versus the... Right. Yeah. So guys would see kissing as a more romantic thing and less of a sexual thing. For sure. Whereas yeah. women yeah. see that well, as the precursor. Portray it, maybe. Hmm? You know, portray it. You know, we don't we don't always say how we really feel, right? So... Yeah. <laughs> Why? Can we talk about that? Why can't you say what you really feel? I can. Yeah, now you can. Now at, I at can. 45 at years 45, old. 45, now but I can. But think yeah. back to when you were I 20. I wasn't able to, no. Well, men are policed, like, by each other, by society, by their parents, to fit in some kind of little box that they're supposed to, you know, feel masculine and cool. <laughs> and what, what does that even mean these days? Like, like you're a 20-something, Michelle. Like, what do you... I think what's it's the changed. message you're getting? It's it, what's changed. I think that uh, the norms for heterosexual men have changed. Mm-hmm. I think that people are realizing that um, there is more to people and to men than. But why would you just specify heterosexual men? Because oh, yeah. gay men have always been um, allowed more. Yeah, it's it's almost <laughs> like it's accepted, right? Yeah, you, it's, you, it's yeah. expected. It's, it's expected like, too, right? For example, if I say something freely mm-hmm. someone will go oh yeah well that's because you're gay that's why you can say that i'm like no i'm like it's not why i'm like that's why you think that i say it but right i'm like i promise you heterosexual men feel this as well i'm not a, an alien a man's right. a man regardless whether he's heterosexual or gay I a think. person's a person uh, there you go person, emotions are emotions right but which means as humans we all have them but for some reason it's more acceptable if you're gay to express those versus emotions, a heterosexual man. And you're not okay. gonna you're okay. not gonna say anything. You're just gonna say, oh yeah, but that like you just said, oh, but that's because you're gay or something like that. You've you'll done get, that? You'll get that. Absolutely, of course, all the time. Whenever I have these conversations with my friends, well, certain friends, they'll say, well, that's because you're gay. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't have. <laughs> it, there's no gene that tells me that kissing is great. <laughs> I'm like everyone likes kissing, <laughs> or that tells me that you know I should be sensual, or I should care, or I should express my feelings, or, oh. or what have you. But so I wonder if if things are are changing um, now. Steve and Costa, you have girls, you don't have boys, and and it's uh, yeah because I'm I'm thinking about how we raise boys, and Michelle, you you kind of brought that up too. It's society, it, it's what have you. Oh, Do you think you'd be raising your boys differently? Yes. How in what way? 
look, my girls changed my life. I'm a much better person because I have my girls. I'm a much better man because Isn't I have my girls. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. But you're a more sensitive man. Yes. Okay. okay. My my daughters did that to me 100. percent Can't argue the fact. Would I have been caring and loving to sons as well? Yes, but we just have that, you know, we're going to, for lack of better words, just try to man him up from, you know, from birth, you know, like. Uh, well, that's what I, I hope is changing in the in the younger generation. I mean, you're 41, you've got two young kids now, but talking to, you know, maybe 20-year-olds today or 30-year-olds today, that I'm hoping that changes, that we don't just want to raise boys to man up and then. I said for lack of better words, right. you know, like when I say that, I, you know, the parts of, you know, being a man, you know, being taking care of your family, being strong. It's okay to be vulnerable, but... It's okay. So how do you go ahead and teach them that? That's the thing. Like, how do you... you, you there's a balance, right, between teaching vulnerability and you got to be tough because you're a guy. Have some daughters. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, you're hoping that your friend over there who has boys is going to raise them right because they're going to go out with your daughters. <laughs> exactly. So you better think about that. You know, you have to advocate for well, the, the way that we... Um, the world's changing, you know, in, you know the, the media, social media, everything. Like, people are seeing that it's okay to be... Themselves. Themselves, different. We're talking more. Well, the Me Too movement has helped, too, to bring out that conversation, for sure. And I'm sure parents are having these conversations about consent and stuff with their boys now, more so than ever before, just Mm -hmm. because it's in in the forefront and nobody wants their kid to get into trouble in that way. One conversation that's come up a lot with us is that because of social media and access to information that the way I might have thought I would have raised daughters 20 years ago uh, has completely changed to... The way yeah, that's I think interesting. I now, exactly, right? because I can't. You can't fight what's out there, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Coming yeah. up, the best time to have sex, according to a study, and would you be surprised to know that it's different for men and women? We'll discuss this with the guys in studio, Michelle, Stephen, and Costa. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. It's the Boys Club tonight. We're trying to go live on Facebook, but the last couple of times we've tried to do that, we've had some trouble. I'm not sure if they've changed their parameters and Paris is trying and trying and trying and came on, went off. We don't know what's going on. So just tune in here. What can I say? Uh, we've got tonight in studio with us uh, Michel Eid. He's an actor, an entrepreneur. He is uh, 20-something and single. Stephen Droulis is a, a chef and owner of Restaurant Vivaldi. He's 41, married, two little girls. Costa Zakiris, the owner of Otavio's Restaurant. He's 45, married, and, uh, and two kids as well. And uh, can I say that you're competing for bodybuilding at 45 years old. That's amazing. You can. <laughs> Quite amazing. Uh, you can always check out. Are your pictures up on Instagram? Some, yes. Yeah. At the underscore 174, you can see his <laughs> pictures. I'm not going to make you take off your shirt if we go on Facebook <laughs> Live. I promise. Uh, all right. We're talking about, and speaking of pressures, um, the pressures that men feel. And, and Michelle, you were talking about it off air, and I think that's what led us to this uh, this topic, actually, is you still think today... Like, has, do you think it's changed? Do you think men still feel a lot of pressures to be a certain way, act a certain way? Well, I, I, I'm sure it has 
changed as everything does and has probably evolved and hopefully gotten better. But at the end of the day, I think, um, I, I don't think there's a gender that's more policed. Okay, no, that's a big statement. But I do think that men are policed in many ways by society, for example, TV, film, mm-hmm. some are women, um, their parents, uh, Police their Policed or socialized? What I mean by policed is when they say something that is out of bounds of what a heterosexual man is supposed to, mm-hmm. well, what we think a heterosexual man is supposed to act like. Right. He is somehow reprimanded, whether it be by... Um, being called a something mm-hmm. not nice or <laughs> something not nice that we don't say or by just getting straight up told that's for girls mm-hmm. now it's very rare i would say that i've heard uh women be told that's for boys mm-hmm. it, I, I mean look i mean right. generalizing well, we accept, we've always well even in, in my day for example it was acceptable for women to be to, for girls to be tomboys mm-hmm but less so the other for, way around. Uh, yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. And that, that comes from sexism, of course. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's just saying you can be the better gender, but you can't be the, the inferior gender. That's what it's saying. That's what we're saying to people. Yeah, when we say man up, what do you think you're saying? Interesting that take is, on it. Yeah, That is an interesting take. It's like, yeah, it's okay. You want to you, you wanna put on the role of uh, being more like a boy? Go ahead, because that's it. the better gender. Exactly. That's how, that's how I hear it, and that's why what it pisses me off. What an interesting perspective. How would you feel, you have little girls, mm-hmm. if uh, your girls just wanted to play with cars or, like, like typically boy things? That wouldn't bother me. Yeah. And if you had a son? That wants to play with dolls? Uh-huh. And wear pink? It's kind of, well, it's kind of what Michael said. It's a balance of you know, letting them express themselves, but also not making sure they don't get beat up at school because, you know. Well, I didn't say that so, I agree with that. I just said that I, I no, but that's how I would feel. I you know, sympathize, like, uh, yeah, yeah, but I sympathize with that. I get yeah. it. Right, yeah. right, yeah. So, so it's a balance between protecting them, even though it would be fine for you for them to express it. You would worry about them. It, it's no different than if I catch my four-year-old picking her nose. You know, I'll tell her, "Don't do that at school," because people are gonna. Mm-hmm. You know. What does that say about society? Well, you know, pr- perspective is interesting because yeah. I'll give an ex- I'll give an, a, a story that happened to to me for Father's Day was maybe three four years ago. My uh, wife and kids got me one of those splatter paintings uh, thing with the family. Mm-hmm. So we picked a big canvas and then we're at the the art studio. And the girl that's there asked me, she goes, okay, listen, you're four. You got to pick what the base of uh, the canvas is. And then your four favorite colors. She goes, okay. She goes, number one. Now we're making, we're, uh, she's making more childlike to get the kids mm-hmm, more involved. Mm-hmm. So I said, she goes, your favorite color. I'm like, pink. She goes, your second, red. Third, purple. And fourth, I go teal. She goes, okay, not their favorite colors, yours. <laughs> She couldn't believe pink. that pink she was couldn't, your She couldn't color. believe that my favorite colors were pink and in that order. Okay, now so, I have a question for yes. you because I've seen you wear pink shirts. All the time. Okay. Would you have, in high school, worn a pink shirt? I always did. Oh, you did? It never so you bothered were okay me. okay with that? Never okay. bothered me. Never. It never bothered me. I did get, like uh, Michelle teased? said, mm-hmm. not teased, but uh, what are you? Yeah, mm-hmm. we this, know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. What are you? I'm like, well, but the problem is nobody dared say anything to me. Right, because you'd beat him up. Because you're alpha. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's alpha, exactly. Nobody exactly. dared say anything, but I did all the time, and I still do. Yeah, it's the job of the alphas to 
to, to make, protect no to, 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 I'm, okay like i had this conversation with my brother i'm like what i love about you he's like the alpha in his friend group i'm like okay. what i love about you is that as the alpha you let everyone know you can be emotional you can like you, you know right and um it's That's little, a good message actually it for is. men who are leaders to be to pave the way and mm-hmm. to say you know what it's cool to like pink and mm-hmm. you know what you want to cry that's cool too you, you know what Lori? it's it's a little late I, otherwise i would have called my daughters and put them both on air for them to act they're like daddy cries at everything commercials like a commercial <laughs> with a father and kids uh, or right my uh, husband too can because shows his emotion no problem i have all. no issue whatsoever it's and all about we look need at our that. leaders we all have Huh? Look at that. We all have daughters. <laughs> we all have, yeah, he has two daughters. Yeah, we have, I have two daughters Which also. Is why so I think leaders, like, uh, I don't know, if, if I just think of the, the cool guy in high school, I love when the cool guy makes it cool to be nice and sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, good for you. You're setting a great example. I love that. That's you, you great. Know, That's Michelle great has very I like that. You're you're only twenty something. Wow. Pretty I like the wise. something. The mystery. Uh, the something, twenty yeah. something. Could be anything. <laughs> Who knows? Could be anything. That's right. Well, you're definitely a millennial, anyway. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, but it's nice to hear that kind of sensitivity. Actually, like that kind of thought process coming from somebody young who's like actually thought about what it is and making us think who are yeah, also but is that the older? norm or is Michelle no, the exception? Not. Exactly. It's not the norm. That's it, exactly it may, not what be, I mean. it, it may not be the norm, but hey, he's the one who's on the radio. True. So he's True. the one who's able to to you know express may, maybe express it and, and others can listen to that because I think it's an it's certainly an important perspective to to look at. Look at all the three of us who are Twice his age, you know, we're able to really like think. Oh wow, didn't think of that. Okay. Well, like Bell, let's talk day, right? Mm-hmm. That, just, that just passed. I mean, if I go on my Facebook page on that day, you're gonna see my football coaches, my hockey coaches, a lot of alphas, a lot mm-hmm. of this, and you're also like, yeah, I felt the stress, or I've been the press, or I've been this. So right. people through campaigns are starting to open up more and making it more okay. You know, uh, so I think yeah, I think times are changing. Yeah, it's not the norm yet, but. But no. we need to campaign. It's just like, like you said, it's a kind of a campaign. We need to, we need to campaign it. We need to say it out loud. We need to keep repeating it. We need to have conversations like this. We need to be heard. We, you know, it's like get, you got to be heard tonight, Michelle. That's good. Well, I like I'm that. Happy. That perspective. I'm happy. I'm so happy it's that great. this is the way you guys reacted. <laughs> so so happy. Did you think we'd react another way? What did you? No, think? No, no, no. But just that you were engaged with it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important. It's very important what you're saying. Very I think important. It's important too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a, on a less important note, um, the best time to have sex. Now, do you forget frequency? But let's look at like the the schedule. Um, when are like the libidos the highest? Let's say time of day. When do you think women have a higher sex drive? Morning, morning. or night? Morning. What do you think? Uh, I'm speaking from experience, from my personal from experience. From your personal experience? My friends say morning. <laughs> All my friends say morning. Your guy friend, your girlfriends, the, the yeah. women friends, really? It, it, apparently it's like a physical thing. Okay, well, I'll tell you what this research found. Actually, you're all wrong. Um, women have a higher sex drive during the evening. Sophia. While men feel more sexually activated in the morning. Uh, the data clearly shows that more women are getting their way with desire because most couples do have sex between 9 p.m. to uh, to closer to bedtime. So more around that time. Although, is it the... I don't know if it's the ideal time. Some experts are of the opinion that sex before sleep is actually not ideal. 
Um, you sleep so well, though. It, well, maybe for guys. I'm not so sure uh, for for women. I, I don't know. Because, first of all, your body's shutting down already by, by nighttime. It's, even if your desire is there, you know, it could, it could shut down. Like, so there you go. What is the best time to have sex for you? We'll find out what these guys all think for themselves. with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Maybe the last five minutes will work on Facebook Live. Who knows? We'll figure it out. But at least you get to meet Michelle, Stephen, and Costa, our guys in studio. It's the Boys Club. We're talking about when's the best time to uh, have sex. Apparently, women have more desire at night. Although I don't... Anyway, this is what the study shows, but they're also more tired at night. So... Maybe their head in their head, it's like, yeah, 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 I want to, but their body doesn't uh, cooperate. Men like it at night because why? It de-stresses, it helps them sleep. But actually, it seems that men are um, more activated in the morning. Hence, I suppose, the morning woody, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> morning wood. When's that? Morning wood, yeah. Woody. When's <laughs> morning wood. Correct me. It's Thank cute. you. No, it's cute. <laughs> um. I don't know. Do you have a? Is there a preference for you, uh, Steve? After I got married, I was definitely uh, more of a morning guy. Uh, okay. When I was a bachelor, I was a anytime guy. Uh, and now that we have kids, it's whenever. Is it any any time again? Yeah. Like whenever. So when you tried to ask me what, what I think my wife prefers, I couldn't even answer because like since the time we started living together, we had kids pretty much, and right. Uh, you know, we still have like a screaming toddler, so. It's, yeah, whenever yeah. you get a chance is what yeah, you're really saying. Much, yeah. Yeah. I like the word bachelor. I'm going to start calling myself that. <laughs> you're a bachelor. Yes, Michel Eid. He's a, an actor and a bachelor and a bachelor, 20 something. Mainly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I don't know about time, but I know a day. And I just, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but Sundays, I don't know. There's something about Sundays that are good. Well, my kids are I, running I'm, around. I, uh... Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> no, the, I. Sundays I are good days for you, I'm, or you can't. I'm horny all Sunday. Oh, <laughs> oh, any anytime. That's my day. I love it. Sunday. Oh my goodness! And with kids, to Costa, you too, right? You've well, listen. Now, now. We're, our kids are a little bit older. My kids are a bit older than uh, Stephen's kids, so now we're, we're able to push away to go to an office. Right. We find little places, but if you were ask me when I'm at my peak. Yes. Uh, listen, I have a very strong libido. So at any given time in the day, I'm ready. You're, you're okay but to go. But I would, I prefer the night and my wife prefers the morning. Okay. So there you go. That's interesting. It's reversed. Um, all right. I want to go back to men's, uh, you know, we were talking about traditional gender roles and stuff. I got a few, a few texts here. Nowadays, it's quite common for men to wear pink or commonly referred to as salmon colored <laughs> shirts. Pink pants or underwear, on the other hand, might be an entirely different story. I don't know. You're wearing pink underwear? Oh, oh not today. Not, not today. today. Okay. Not today. Costas about cute. to show us his, cute, his, his pink undies. Um, it is acceptable for a woman, this texture says, to be a tomboy. But when it comes to strength, some don't think women should be strong looking. I lift weights and I never hear the end of it. Good on you. I'm scared to lift weights because I don't want to look manly, she quote, there she puts in quotes. Very few women look bulky unless they are on steroids. But some think muscles don't belong on women. See, I disagree. I think muscles look fabulous on women. I love a muscular, to the texture, toned woman. To the texture, my wife also competes. She's also competing on a national stage uh and in she's, May. And how old is she? She's 43, she, two kids. Yeah. 
Exactly. And actually, a very good friend of mine, she, my wife competes, granted, in bikini, but a good friend of mine, Tanya, she competes in figure, which is female bodybuilding. Okay. And you know what? She looks very feminine. I don't find her to look masculine. I mean, some of them in the competition stage could look well, pretty when, masculine. The last week, yes. You like barely have boobs and yeah. you're, you're like, you know, there's, there's like you, you lose like some of that, that shape. But your average woman who wants to be strong, you know, I, I heard st- strong is the new sexy for women. I would agree. And I think, I don't know, I, I love the idea of building strength rather than trying to lose that much weight or, or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. being strong and having muscle. Remember, muscle weighs more, more, than fat. more than fat anyway, so don't go on the scale if you plan to get muscular. They, they don't go together. Uh, another texter says, testosterone charges up overnight, so men wake up horny. But testosterone in women too, right? So it should charge up there too. I don't know. Most of the time when I tried having sex with a girlfriend in the morning, I got blown off, except if it was an 11 a.m. Saturday morning. So I find women prefer having sex at night when it's romantic, whereas men have ha- have a hard time giving up the urge to fornicate as soon as they open their eyes. <laughs> Forgive the pun. So well, that actually kind of makes sense because women need the context and there's more time for context at night. So maybe having a drink or you know, having a nice relaxing bath or something, something. Right, not just going right for it. Whereas, so you're saying that's not good? No, I'm saying that is good. Women, women, may, women want that, or at least find out if your woman wants that. Um, and then men could just—they're ready to go. It's like, I, I, love, don't need, I, I don't love need. Morning. <laughs> I don't really need. I don't morning. need context. Just give it. You know, <laughs> naked body. That's all I really <laughs> want, or something to that effect. Well, sometimes the context is like a, a bit much. Oh, spoken like a guy. No. What do you mean? Okay, what I mean, <laughs> what I mean is that sometimes, and this may be a me thing, but it puts a lot of pressure on the whole shebang. You're like, okay, this better be a freaking crazy night because this has been some foreplay and a half. But whereas in the morning, there's no pressure and you could just this, be like, This oh, coming from the fun. guy who enjoys the kissing. Yeah, hold on. I, I don't know if a lot of women would agree with you. Like, okay, sometimes, yes, you're right. Like, let's go. It's, we don't need context. But oftentimes, men do have to put in a little bit of... I don't know uh, and and couples, I'm not even... It's not just men. Wait, let me backtrack that because that does put pressure on men, which I don't really... You have to understand that context can matter. So rather than say, oh, God, I gotta do... You know, how about looking at it as what are the things I need to do to please my partner mm-hmm. to make her more open to spending the time having sex and, and things like that. So... There's got to be a reason why women often say foreplay starts earlier in the day. You know, treat me nicely, warm up my heart, like do a couple of nice little things for me. And that will get me more in in the mood. So it's like a, you, men are often like switches, man, like, like switch on, switch off. You know, women are dimmers. You need time to, <laughs> to, 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 to get them going. Like you got to think of it that way. Now, I don't know if a lot of men think like it, you got to think beyond what what it is for you. It's going to be different for her. Listen, I would agree with that. The, the more you get her in the mood, the more you get out. Of, the man will get out of it because the more she'll, the woman will get 
well, in this case, a heterosexual sex. Yes, we're talking. We're being a little heterosexist. And our <laughs> apologies, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> you know, the, the same. I don't know. So mm -hmm. the more you, the more you get, the more she feels comfortable. She feels like you're you're paying attention to her. You're caring about her emotions. You're caring about her feelings. The more she'll give out to you, the more she'll make it pleasing, as opposed yeah. to being well, cold. The more, the more open she'll be. Like for sure, she'll do it. I don't. You but don't spontaneous think so? is good too, right? Huh? Spontaneous yeah, is good too, sometimes right? Sometimes it's yeah. really fun. Yeah. Just I, I'm not saying it's not. I'm yeah. not saying that you can't. Yeah. But there has to be a balance of of all of that too. Of course. So I think oftentimes men just they want spontaneous. Like now, like you know, they partner do goes, it. let's do it. They're good with that. And some, and I'm not saying women aren't good with that some of the time too. But there is other, you know, some women have other needs too. The need to connect with their partner before having the but sex. But do you find that's changing as the years are progressing or? Um, I, think, I, I don't know. Changing in what sense? Where the women are the ones who need less and less of it and at least from less what I'm hearing. Less of what? The context? The context. Uh, from what I'm understanding from my single friends, it's as if though the men are the ones who are requiring it more than the women are. Really? I don't know. I just think in long-term relationships is different than in the beginning of a relationship. I feel like in a long-term relationship, doesn't it ever happen to... Um, have you ever experienced where you have that, like, okay, that night, that's the night, that's the night, that's the night. No. And then... The, wait. No, no, no. Yeah, what wait, I'm trying to get that. at. What I'm trying to get at is you, you don't say it, but you know it because you're like, okay, we're doing, we're doing a thing. We yeah, yeah. Alone uh -huh. time. You plan it in your you head. You got the hotel room for whatever reason, right, you know? Right, right. And then... The but the the sex you have in the morning when you weren't expecting to it was better. Does that ever happen? Oh, that's, of course, yeah. that's that what I'm trying to get But that doesn't mean that planned sex isn't good sex. No, because it's better than no sex. So <laughs> of course, when you plan it, at least you know it's well, going to happen. But that's right? what I meant by the shebang. I meant right. the pressure. Like you know, it put you put a lot of pressure on it. Yeah, What's that so with that uh, saying? Even bad sex is good sex. Well, I, I don't know about that, but <laughs> maybe for guys, maybe we, that's a question we should be asking the guys. Uh, we've come to the end of the program. Michelle, where can people find you, your company, uh, find out all about you? Um, I'm on, on all social media. I'm just Michelle Eid, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-I-D. Mm -hmm. And my your phone company? case company mm -hmm. is called Signe. So SigneCollection.com. Yeah, uh, very cool. Very cool phone cases. Have a look. Where's mine? You forgot again. Uh, Stephen Droulis, who is a chef and owner of Restaurant Vivaldi. Where can people find you? On the social media handles, it's uh, restovivaldi.com. And this weekend, serving up a lot of Valentine's Day dinners. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is oh your busy, God. busy yeah. weekend. Yeah. We didn't even talk about Valentine's Day. Well, oh, that's my. Pressure, huh? uh, yeah, Day. a lot of pressure. It shouldn't just be on the guys. Uh, Costa, who's also going to be busy at Otavio's uh, that's this right. weekend. Yeah. Where you can find, find me you? at uh, at the underscore 174 or Resto Otavio. Can't you like get an, an easier Instagram handle? What the hell is I couldn't the get underscore the, and the 74? And like, I have no clue what all that means. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. Uh, thank our you. regulars. Thank I you. hope uh, we'll see each other again real soon. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy you Valentine's do, to you. Do right. something special. Right back at you. All right. <laughs> happy Valentine's Morning. Day. Morning. And thank you. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, thank you very much to Chris Aiken, our technical producer. Thank you to Paris Mansouri, who's tried to get us on 
uh, live just didn't seem to work today or Monday. We're going to have to figure this one out uh, sooner or later. If anybody has any ideas, please reach out to me. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito. Remember, our podcasts are there. The um, My uh, TEDx talks are there. We're almost at a million views on one of them, so get me there. Get me there, folks. Go watch. Uh, coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion.